and if the scientists could figure out when the stars quit being made, we would know even more his return was closer. Because when he quits making stars, that's all the descendants Abraham's going to have. And that'll be a fulfillment God promised to him. Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? And that's where I'm going to go this morning. And then, you changed the song. <laughs> the sleeping child? He's crossed out sleeping. How do they know that baby was sleeping? I asked you a while back, and how many of you were in the, room, the living room when your children were born? The women are raising their hands. The guys are That back morning, Reggie, They didn't What made yeah, what made what made Mark Lowry think that baby was sleeping? Another one of those errors. Did you know, this, this is where I'm going, and I think this is where I decided on what I was going to speak on this morning. And did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? What lambs were offered up under the law for sacrifice? Without spot or blemish. Those of you that have been farmers or raised animals, how easy is it for an animal to get a cut? Now y'all ain't raising your hands. <laughs> if a lamb was to be used for a sacrifice, it could not be a spot. Our Savior was born, basically born in a barn. It was probably more of a cave. But what was there? Next week we're going to we're going to look at the the wise men, and they're over here. They're they're still trying to get there. I saw on Facebook this week that if it had been three women, they wouldn't have been late. They would have stopped and asked for directions and a whole bunch of other stuff. And they said they'd have brought more practical gifts: diapers. Power, <laughs> those things, right? These, these three guys, and we'll talk about the three guys next week, brought gifts fitting for a king. They weren't late. They didn't show up at the manger. That's why they're over here a little bit. Because they're not there. They won't be there for about two years. But they realized who they were going to see. But when that perfect Lamb of God that came to be our Savior, He was wrapped in what? Can we see that in, in, in my version, please? Luke chapter 2? I thought Neil's version was interesting. And I was taught clothes too. <laughs> but is that what it says in the King James is clothes? Because it stay closed? Yeah, 
I didn't either, but you know, as I studied, as I studied the birth of our Savior, do you know why it's swaddling cloth and not clothes? When a lamb was born and a little shepherd boy looked at this lamb and realized this lamb was perfect, didn't have a spot, a scar, or anything, it could be used for a sacrifice. It went into the stable, and they had strips of cloth, and they would wrap the legs and the body, almost like a mummy. They would wrap that lamb, so when they let it go out in the field, it wouldn't get cut up or scarred. Think about it. The Lamb of God was a perfect, spotless Lamb. Sat down here for you and me. The, the, the parallel between what the shepherds would do for those dead lambs to protect them, to keep them in their perfect condition, is such an illustration of what Christ <coughs> did for us when we went to the cross. He was perfect. He didn't deserve to die on the cross. We, there's not one of us that hasn't sinned, but he never did. He was perfect in every way. So, I was brought up just like, you know, I was brought up on King James, where they said clothes, and I thought, how did they have clothes in the, why did they have clothes in the stable? Well, Mary packed a bag, and, you know, and, Joseph's lunch and all that. The cloths were there. She was able to wrap them. And the angel told the little shepherds, Do you know how low the shepherds were? They were they were not high ranking officials in the government. They were not high ranking people in their community. They were the guys that when they came to town, everybody's like, can you go take a bath before you come into the restaurant? <laughs> I'm using a little bit of liberty this morning. But they were. They were not what you would expect if you were living in that day to have been heard the proclamation about our Savior's birth. But guess what? The Lamb of God that took away our sin is also called the Good Shepherd. And I, I was trying to find a shepherd's crook, and probably if I looked a little harder, I might have found one. Because just like when a sheep goes astray, God pulls that. When we go astray, God pulls us back into that hole. Just like when a lamb or a sheep would go astray, he would the shepherd would look at that crook and pull it back in. I always wanted a kid. I'm like, why do they have that little hook on that thing? Well, that was to pull their chain back into where they should be. But in, in verse 9, I believe too, that Gio read, says, in the same country there were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now, most of us would assume that it's not December 25th. Because we do want to be out 
and Paramount tending your feet in December? Probably not. But it's the day that we celebrate the birth of our Savior. We don't know when he was born. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Well, yeah, if an angel appeared to you, Joe, would you be a little And you saw this big glow. Be a little afraid. Yeah. Anybody in here that wouldn't be frightened, probably not tell the truth. Because if an angel dropped in here right now behind me, I would know because you would get have an expression on your face. Or if one popped at the door and you didn't see him coming, I would let you know my expression. So what makes us think that the shepherds wouldn't have been stunned? They're watching their sheep. And an angel appears to them. And then he says, don't be afraid for... Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, Jesus Christ the Lord. This is a fulfillment of prophecy from the Old Testament. And you will, there will be this sign, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. You know why we sang that song this morning? Glory. I can't even get it going. That's what the angels were singing. Was it by accident we picked that one this morning? That's what the angels did after the proclamation. And it says, on earth, peace, good will toward men. So it was when the angels had gone from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. I don't think when the shepherds came in, the baby was asleep. Because they probably came in with their animals. Because they were taking care of their, their flocks. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. You know, we have God's complete word right here. And we tell people all the time about what Christ did on the cross for us. How he was born in a manger, lived 33 years, and went to the cross. They don't believe. But here, a bunch of lowly, I mean, historically, they would have been lowly shepherds, went into town and told everybody what they had just heard and what they had just seen. What's God's word say? Those who heard it marveled at those things which were told. Did they all believe? Probably not, but they marveled at those things. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And you think, as he was growing up, and Mary started to see the miracles that he did, that she started to understand what that angel had told her about who this child was? I think at some point she started to understand 
who he was, and why he had been sent to the earth. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told them. You know, that's what we should be doing as believers in Jesus Christ. We should be praising God. We should be glorifying. It's not about all the presents. We've got two presents under the tree, one for Sharon and one for me, and they're not even wrapped. Because we bought them for ourselves. <laughs> we did. And we told our kids, we don't want anything this year. There's nothing that we really need. It's going to be more of a time of celebration with our family. We're going to go see our daughter and son as long as the weather says it's going to be okay. That's the important thing is to remember the book of our Savior. Not all the presents. And I know the kids, we sent stuff to the grandkids. They need to open presents and have all that fun stuff. We should be rejoicing in the fact that we can celebrate the birth of our Savior. And we need to let people know. You know, it's okay to say Merry Christmas. We had, I had a deacon, older guy, used to wear a button. Every December, he had these buttons made up that said, it's okay to wish me a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he wore them everywhere. And I think that's what we have. And it's amazing. You go into some of these stores and they'll say, happy holidays. And I'll go Merry Christmas. And they'll go, thank you, Merry Christmas. Because once they realize it's okay, and it is okay, because we should be about celebrating the birth of our Savior. My prayer is if you're here today and you don't understand that gift that God gave us so long ago, if you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, because none of us are guaranteed another day, we don't know that the Lord won't return before this service is over, which would be great. Talk to me, talk to Mike, some of the other men here. If you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your love for us. Father, we thank you for the time of this year that we can get together with family and friends and we can celebrate the birth of our Savior. Father, not about the presence, not about the food, but about that greatest gift that anyone can receive, and that's your son. And how he came here lived amongst us for 33 years and then went to the cross to take the penalty and punishment for our sins upon his body. And we just thank you and praise you for that great gift. And Father, now as we know there are many who during this, this season are missing loved ones. And Father, we, we thank of Scott and his family and uh, the home going of his mom yesterday and others uh, in our body who are missing loved ones. Father, I just pray for peace for them. And Father, now as we go out into the mission field that you called us to, that we might share the truth of your word and the truth of our the birth of our Savior with those we come in contact with. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.